The Braille Forum, Volume 49, June 2011, Number 12, published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Mark Delgado in the studios of the Cutting Corporation, Bethesda, Maryland. This recording is tone indexed. The beginning of each item in the table of contents will be indicated by a beep, audible when your cassette player is in fast forward or rewind. The American Council of the Blind strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and to improve quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. Mitch Pomerantz, President; Melanie Brunson, Executive Director; Sharon Lovering, Editor. National Office, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201, 202467-5081. Fax, 7034655085. Website, http://www.acb.org. The Braille Forum, trademark. Is available in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. Subscription requests, address changes, and items intended for publication should be sent to Sharon Lovering at the address above, or via email to s l o v e r i n g at a c b dot org. The American Council of the Blind, trademark. Is a membership organization made up of more than seventy state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the national office at the number listed above. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, sixty-three hundred Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite one ninety-five, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, five five four three zero. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the national office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the national office. To make a contribution to ACB via the combined federal campaign, use this number, one 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 five five. For the latest in legislative and governmental news. Call the Washington Connection toll free at eight hundred four two four eight six 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 five p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, or read it online. Copyright two thousand eleven, American Council of the Blind. Table of contents. President's message. ACB's past, prelude to our future, by Mitch Pomerantz. Side one. Summary of meetings of the ACB Board of Directors, by Janine Stanley, Side One, ACB's Golden Anniversary, by Carla Rushevel, Side One, Blindness and Mobility Device Etiquette, by Darian Slayton Fleming, Side One, Want More Braille Forums, by a chance to win a sweet prize, by Dan Dillon, Side Two, Extra Extra. Convention newspaper now seeking volunteers. Side two, ACB's audio description project updates, by Joel Snyder. Side two, a long journey begins with a single step, by Dan Dillon. Side two, striding for gold in the silver state, by Ron Milliman. Side two, affiliate news, convention sneak preview.
Side 3. Helping ACB celebrate its 50th anniversary with an international flavor. Side 3. Gold Diggin' Auction. Going green for ACB. Side 3. 2011 ACB Membership Seminar. Side 3. High-Tech Swap Shop. Side 3. Forum Subscription Notes. You can now get the Braille Forum by podcast. To subscribe, go to the Braille Forum page on www.acb.org. If you do not yet have a podcast client, you can download one from the Forum page. To subscribe to the Braille Forum via email, go to www.acb.org slash mailman slash list info slash braille forum hyphen L. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666 or via email S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at A-C-B dot org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. President's Message ACB's Past Prelude to Our Future By Mitch Pomerantz We are fast approaching both the 235th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which signaled the founding of the United States of America, and the 50th anniversary of the meeting which launched the American Council of the Blind. While some members may believe that too much time and energy is spent recalling ACB's history, I'm going to risk criticism and devote much of this column to a recap of that history, at least the part which led to the establishment of ACB in 1961. In view of the fact that we will be celebrating our anniversary in several ways during next month's conference and convention, those of you who aren't into history will please bear with me. The next several paragraphs were excerpted from speeches I've given over the past three years at two affiliate conventions and at the Western Regional Leadership Conference. It is no exaggeration to say that the founding of both the entity which ultimately became the United States of America in 1776 and the American Council of the Blind in 1961 occurred as the direct result of the actions of tyrants. We all learned in school about King George III of England, taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party, and so on. America's corporate culture, to use a popular catchphrase, has developed out of an abiding belief in individual freedom and personal responsibility, to name just two widely held American values. In much the same way, the American Council of the Blind was established and shaped in reaction to the tyrannical rule of Jacobus Tenbrook, Kenneth Jernigan, and the other leaders of the National Federation of the Blind during the 1950s. These individuals believed that a strong, centralized organization, led by an all-powerful president, was necessary to the goals of the Federation. Because of this, we in ACB hold certain core values near and dear to our hearts. We uphold the ideals of autonomous state and special interest affiliates, individual freedom of thought and action, and policies and decisions made by the rank-and-file membership and carried out by our leaders. We know this thanks to the efforts of James J. and Marjorie L. McGivern, who wrote People of Vision, a history of the American Council of the Blind, available through the ACB National Office. This book chronicles in considerable detail ACB's first 40 years, 
as well as why it became necessary for leaders such as Durward McDaniel, George Card, Marie Boring, and Floyd Qualls to break away from the NFB, just as the leaders of the original 13 colonies found it necessary to break away from Mother England. Events such as the unilateral firing of the Federation's executive director by Tenbrook and subsequent passage by NFB's executive committee of a resolution which was ultimately expanded into the so-called Card Amendment, adopted at the 1958 NFB convention in Boston, marked a turning point in NFB's history and a significant deviation from established tenets of democratic rule. Six affiliates who challenged the leadership were suspended in 1960 at the NFB convention in Miami. The stage was set for ACB's Declaration of Independence at the 1961 NFB convention in Kansas City, Missouri. The defeat of a motion to reinstate those previously suspended affiliates and adoption of seven conditions of reinstatement of suspended affiliates led 83 individuals representing 21 states and the District of Columbia to attend the first organizing session of the American Council of the Blind on Thursday afternoon, July 6th. According to the McGiverns, 26 people are listed as charter members of ACB. The rest, as they say, is history. Our history. Based on the foregoing, it is wholly understandable why this organization functions as it does, and why we, the members of ACB, believe as we do. Since attending my first ACB convention in 1984, I have been struck by the membership's steadfast adherence to those core values I mentioned previously affiliate autonomy, individual freedom of choice, and grassroots decision-making. At our forthcoming 50th anniversary celebration, we will take time to honor our past by hearing from members who were either there at the beginning or had close ties to those who were. Sadly, there are precious few of those charter members still with us, and most of those remaining will be unable to attend. Nonetheless, we will get some sense of those tumultuous times and early years of the organization from a panel presentation on Monday morning. Additionally, the five living ACB presidents who preceded me will offer, by recording, their comments during the five weekday sessions. And on Friday evening during the banquet, four attendees, to be selected at the conference and convention, will compete after dinner in ACB Jeopardy, an educational and entertaining look at our past. The future direction of the American Council of the Blind will be determined by our current members and by those members who will join ACB in the years and decades to come. This direction will be memorialized in the election of officers and board members and the passage of policy resolutions and amendments to our Constitution and bylaws. The organization will change over time. It will have to in order to meet the needs and concerns of blind and visually impaired people in the years to come. But none of this would be possible if not for those 59 forward-looking men and women who believed that an organization of the blind could and should be based upon those principles which are at the heart of this great nation. I believe this fact alone justifies some attention to our history. Summary of Meetings of the ACB Board of Directors By Janine Stanley the ACB Board of Directors met over three evenings in December to establish a budget for the coming fiscal year. That budget reflected considerable decreases in revenue and increases in costs. Some of the cuts made included decreases in staff salaries and operating hours, as well as deep cuts to ACB committees and the Braille Forum. However, shortly before the end of 2010, ACB's fate was changed with a significant bequest of more than $1 million.
The board met again on January 11th to vote on several issues having to do with the dispensation of this bequest. Staff salaries and operating hours were reinstated. A proposal from the Board of Publications was approved to continue the adjustment in distribution of the Braille Forum to members only. The Braille Forum would also be produced ten times during the 2011 fiscal year. Nine issues at 32 large print pages and one issue at 48 large print pages devoted to the conference and convention. The board voted to fund the position of development director. The board met again on February 25th in Washington, D.C. as part of the mid-year president's meeting. During his president's report, Mitch Pomerantz announced that he would be meeting with the new acting director of the National Library Service Program and continue our relationship. He also gave a few hints about aspects of the 2011 conference and convention, including recorded presentations from each of ACB's living presidents at the week's general sessions. The board approved the 2011 budget in aggregate. Based on a recommendation from the Budget Committee, the board also approved funds to establish a line of credit for operations. A policy governing the transfer of funds to and from investments was approved. The board established a $100,000 line of credit to ACBES, including interest terms. ACBES will present a written plan detailing expansion plans for profit and revenue. The board approved funds from dispensation of life memberships to be put in reserve for further development and enhancement of ACB's overall web presence. The Scholarship Committee asked the board for guidance on several issues, and a policy was approved to reimburse expenses for travel to and from home airports for scholarship winners up to $100. Burl Colley updated the board on the newly forming Idaho affiliate set to hold its first meeting in March. All committees of the ACB board are currently working to meet their goals. The board will meet again prior to the 2011 conference and convention in Reno, Nevada. ACB's Golden Anniversary by Carla Rushevel Explore ACB's Golden Past and Diamond Future at the 50th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. It's happening July 8th to 16th at the fantastic 29-story Twin Tower John Esquaga Hotel Resort Casino in Reno, Nevada. The 2011 conference and convention is packed with an incredible array of workshops, seminars, and programs on a seemingly endless variety of topics. Whether you are a student or a teacher, a parent or a professional, in business or retired, your days will be filled with information and new ideas. Explore new products in the exhibit hall, get tips on adaptive technology, discuss issues related to rehabilitation, transportation, education, health, and much more. Just for kids. While the adults go to meetings, the kids will have a great time in the Youth Activity Center. They'll love the daily trips, crafts, swimming, games, and contests. Breakfast, lunch, and snacks included each day, Monday through Friday. Save money by pre-registering your child and purchasing YAC passes ahead of time. Pre-register. Pre-registration will be open throughout June. Pre-register by telephone or online at www.acb.org by June 30th. If you requested a paper form from the National Office, be sure to mail it on or before June 25th. Forms that reach us after June 30th will not be accepted. You save money by pre-registering. The basic fee is $20 in advance, 
$30 at the convention. Pre-registration information does not include all speakers and programming. Look for a complete agenda for ACB general sessions, special interest groups, and others in the official convention program. Pick up your Braille or large print program at the registration desk or download a copy for your note-taker or computer from the ACB website after June 30th. Reserve assistive listening devices, ALDs, by paying a $20 deposit when you pre-register. Receive your refund when you return the ALD to registration as you leave the convention. The ALD will come with a fresh battery. You are responsible for supplying additional batteries during the week. Notify us of your need for a lift-equipped bus on ACB tours when you pre-register. Remember that tour volunteers cannot act as personal assistants on tours. If you need someone to push your wheelchair or you want a personal guide, plan to take the tour with a friend who is willing to give you undivided attention. Request interpreters and other reasonable accommodations no later than June 15th. You may call the national office at 800-424-8666, fill in the appropriate spaces on the pre-registration form, or email Carla Rushevel at adamcarla at b-e-l-l-s-o-u-t-h dot net. Be sure to give us the details we need to fill your request, and remember to include a valid phone number and or email address. Exhibits, Advertising, and Sponsorships Some last-minute exhibit and sponsorship opportunities may still be available. Check out our advertising packages for ACB Radio and purchase newspaper advertising. Don't miss this chance to target your products and services to blind and visually impaired people from across the country and around the world. For more information, visit our website at www.acb.org or contact Michael Smitherman, Exhibits, at 601-331-7740 or Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorships, at 512-921-1625. Convention on a Budget Money is tight this year for many folks, so here are some tips for coming to ACB's 50th birthday party on a budget. Start saving the minute you arrive in Reno. Take the free shuttle from the airport to the hotel. If you arrive late at night, or if you are coming via bus or train, call the hotel when you arrive and they will send the shuttle. If you are driving to Reno, you can park free at the hotel. A tremendous savings. Choose free and low-cost events. Every day offers free activities, tech sessions, and or programs. Many are listed on the pre-registration form for your information, and the program will include many more, plus times and details. Sign up for low-cost workshops and seminars. Tickets are $5 to $10, and the topics are timely and the presentations are excellent. Many social events are priced between $10 and $20. Of the 20 different tours and related events, 13 are priced under $50, and 7 of those 13 are $15 to $30. Use the conference and convention for professional development. Even if your employer doesn't pay for travel, he might give you some days if you attend job-related events such as seminars, workshops, and program sessions. If you are self-employed, or if you participate in work-related events for which your expenses are not reimbursed, you might be able to use the expenses when you itemize your taxes. Remember to include hotel room, per diem, etc. when figuring those expenses. 
You can eat for less this year. Nearly all of the special breakfasts and lunches are sporting reduced prices. See the pre-registration form. Plan your meals around restaurant specials. Rosie's Cafe on the first floor of the hotel offers an extensive menu and very reasonable prices. Hotel reservations. The ACB room block is in the west tower. The room rate is eighty-seven dollars single double plus tax. Add ten dollars per person per night for additional people in your room. Make reservations by calling the John Asquaga Nugget Hotel Resort Casino at one eight hundred six four eight one one seven seven. Use group code GBLIND to ensure that you receive the ACB rate. Make hotel reservations online. Visit www.janugetsecure.com/jump/slash one three zero eight to check it out. Be sure to give us feedback concerning your online reservation experience. Convention information. Join the ACB Convention email list by sending a blank message to acbconvention-subscribe at acb.org. Posts on the list will include information such as local transit information, hotel menus, lists of area businesses, and important phone numbers, etc. For convention questions or special concerns, contact Carla Rushville, ACB Convention Committee Chair, at five zero two. Three zero three seven zero four two, or by email at a d a m c a r l a at b e l l s o u t h dot net, or call the ACB National Office at two zero two four six seven five zero eight one, or one eight hundred four two four eight six six six. Blindness and mobility device etiquette. By Darian Slayton Fleming. Over the years, I have discovered that more and more members have multiple disabilities, including physical, psychiatric, intellectual, and hearing loss. These additional disabilities are a natural part of life. They occur due to illnesses and accidents. Our military veterans have incurred multiple disabilities through their war action. Yet, my experience is that unless you are a spouse or a family member. Some of our peers who are blind seem unaware and intolerant of our needs to use mobility devices. I am writing specifically about the needs of those of us who have physical disabilities and use mobility devices such as walkers, wheelchairs, and scooters, and how people who are blind can better understand and help us. You may think we are unaware of how much space our devices take up, and that we don't consider your needs to move freely without running into them. My experience is that those of us who use mobility devices are especially conscientious about looking for walls, ends of rows, alcoves and backs of rooms, and other out-of-the-way places to park our devices. We have learned to do this as we have become aware of the conflicts our devices seem to cause for people who cannot see. In fact, since we also cannot see, we experience the same conflicts. But regardless of whether people use mobility devices, we all use the entire space in rooms. We all have equal rights to equal access. I have also heard people say things like, "She didn't use her walker to get to the microphone. She doesn't need it if she doesn't use it all of the time." The truth is, sometimes we don't use our mobility devices because there isn't space to navigate with them, or if we use them to get to a microphone. They will have to be parked in the middle of an aisle, which also leads to conflict.
In other cases, some of us have better days than others and may feel we can get by without our devices for short periods. In other cases, complaints from others lead us to try to do without them. I am aware that these are similar reasons to why cane and dog users choose not to use their canes and dogs at all times. Here are some simple etiquette reminders about coping with our mobility devices. I think those of you who use canes or dogs would appreciate the same considerations. People often feel our walkers or scooters are in the way and often want to move them. Sometimes they ask if they can move them as they are already doing so. Other times they move them without asking and tell us after the fact, if at all. Please ask if you'd like a mobility device moved and say why it needs to be moved. Allow the owner to move it if possible. Remember that there might be things to consider. For example, pushing a walker out of the way while the brakes are on causes the brakes to loosen. Eventually, the user might need to sit on it. If the brakes are loose, the walker will roll and cause the person to fall. Ask if there is anything you need to know before moving a device and follow those requests. End of Side 1. Side 2. The Braille Forum. Volume 49. June 2011. Number 12. This side contains. Want more Braille Forums? Buy a chance to win a sweet prize. By Dan Dillon. Extra, extra. Convention newspaper now seeking volunteers. ACB's audio description project updates. By Joel Snyder. A long journey begins with a single step. By Dan Dillon. Striding for gold in the silver state. By Ron Milliman. Continuing with. Blindness and Mobility Device Etiquette by Darian Slayton Fleming. If you do move a device, please be sure the owner knows exactly where it is so he or she can get it when needed. And be sure there is someone who will bring it to the owner when it is needed. Ask that person to check with the owner periodically. Don't leave somebody desperate for their mobility device to take a trip to the restroom. When organizing and setting up events, Allow more space between tables or along the sides. Perhaps organizers could quietly explain the layout of the room and give suggestions for seating to attendees who enter with mobility devices. When taking affiliate roll call, ask how many spaces in the row will be needed for wheelchairs, walkers, etc. If chairs are put in to demarcate space, perhaps a volunteer could move chairs out of the way at the beginning of each day. Perhaps space could be left for a wheelchair or a walker using one less chair per table, or extra space could be allowed for easier navigation for those who use mobility devices. We aren't blocking your path on purpose. Also consider taking a different route through a room. Consider your own mobility skills. Is the device really in the way, or was your sighted guide cutting things too close? Were you using effective cane technique? Were you paying attention to your dog's cues? When you are sitting, is your cane sticking out in the aisle where someone might trip over it? Is the room crowded? Could that be the reason for the conflict? Another issue we all encounter is lifts on buses and vans. Those of us who need lifts are very happy that we can travel independently with our peers. However, problems with lift devices occur frequently. These lifts often fail, or the operator doesn't understand how to use them. This can lead to delays or even cancellation of vehicles after everyone has boarded. This is inconvenient for us as well as for you. Remember that some of us have poor balance too. 
That is why we use mobility devices. We may need extra space and time when boarding and disembarking. When we board a bus, we may need a little extra time to move to a seat. When we get off buses, we have to make sure we have something to hold on to while waiting for our devices to be brought to us. Please move a little more slowly and carefully when boarding and disembarking so you don't accidentally knock us down. Multiple disabilities along with blindness are more common than people might realize. Want more Braille forums? Buy a chance to win a sweet prize. Short, the Braille forum needs your financial support. Sweet, if you are one of the lucky ticket holders, the prize will be sweet. Don't wait. Pick up the phone today and call the ACB Minnesota office at 1-800-866-3242 or 612-332-3242 and put your Braille Forum ticket on your credit card. When filling out your conference and convention pre-registration form, there is an option to make this purchase there, too. As long as tickets last, they will also be available for sale at the conference and convention. Whichever option appeals to you, please show your support for ACB. The odds in this drawing are far better than those for Powerball. First prize is $5,000, second prize is $1,000, and third prize is $500. Remember, up to five individuals can go in together to buy a single ticket. Dan Dillon Extra Extra Convention Newspaper Now Seeking Volunteers Are you coming to convention? Do you like helping out where needed? The Communications Center is now seeking volunteers to help collate and stable papers, take ads and announcements, and staff the room. Sharon Lovering is the operations manager. She is seeking volunteers to fill two-hour shifts throughout the day, 8 to 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to noon, noon to 2 p.m., and 2 to 4 p.m. The Communications Center will be open Friday through Wednesday and be taken down Thursday morning. It will open daily at 8 a.m. and close to the public at 5 p.m. To sign up for a shift, contact Sharon at the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org. This year's convention newspaper will be called The Silver City Star. It will run from Saturday through Thursday in Braille and large print. Ads and other items intended for publication must be in the center's hands by 2 p.m. each day. Ads should be 100 words or less. By a directive from the Board of Publications, ads will be allowed to run for only three days. If you wish to advertise in the newspaper, please contact Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorship Coordinator, at 512-921-1625, or by email, oleo50 at hotmail.com. The BOP's editorial policy manual prohibits us from producing or distributing campaign materials. During the evenings, we will need people to help collate and staple the Braille papers. Thanks to enabling technologies, we will have three Braille printers this year. Got an hour to spare between 5 and 11 p.m.? Drop by and see if the communication center needs help. If you have signed up for home delivery of the Silver City Star, drop by the information desk and give them your name, room number, and format preference once you arrive. This will ensure that you don't miss an issue. Hold on to your Saturday issue. 
It will include all the suite numbers, phone numbers, and room changes. If your committee or affiliate needs something brailled, we will be able to do that. Make certain you label your disk or disks or memory card or memory cards before bringing them down to the press room, and tell us how many copies you will need, by what time, as well as how we can reach you, room number, cell phone, etc. Bring your items down in the morning before the general session to help us fit them in. If you need something brailed for a 1 p.m. meeting, don't wait until 12:30 p.m. to bring it to us. Affiliates, if you know who your delegate, alternate, and nominating committee representative will be, please let Marlena Lieberg and Sharon Lovering know as soon as possible. ACB's audio description project updates by Joel Snyder. If you're a lover of audio description. You know its power to help just about anyone more fully experience any endeavor. AD is used these days in schoolrooms, at parades, sporting events, weddings, and of course for television, movies, performing arts, and museums. Help ACB's audio description project with three initiatives that will culminate at our 50th anniversary convention and conference in Reno this summer. One, the third annual Young Described Film Critic Contest. Along with the described and captioned media program, we encourage kids to experience film and video with description soundtracks and tell us about them. Young people with a visual impairment have a chance to win prizes for themselves and recognition for their schools, and a chance to hold the awesome title "Young Described Film Critic of the Year." All you need to do for a chance to win is to write, type, or record your own film review of any described movie. Keep it short. 250 words maximum. There are three age categories: sophomore, ages 7 to 10; junior, ages 11 to 14; and senior, ages 15 to 18. You can enter as many times as you like. The top nominees in each age category will be invited to an award ceremony at the American Council of the Blind 2011 convention in Reno, Nevada, during the week of July 11th. Special guest award presenters will be in attendance, and while the prizes are still to be determined, we know you won't be disappointed. Deadline for entries: Friday, June seventeenth, two thousand eleven. Enter online at www.listening-is-learning.org/get-involved-and-contests.html. Or send us your written entry in regular or large print or braille via email or postal mail. Submissions from outside the United States are fine. Two, ACB Young Described Film Critic, twenty two hundred Wilson Boulevard, Suite six fifty, Arlington, Virginia two 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 zero one, USA. Email jsnyder at acb dot org. Phone. Two zero two four six seven five zero eight three. You will need to include these details: name, address, phone, email, age category, sophomore, ages seven to ten, junior, ages eleven to fourteen, or senior, ages fifteen to eighteen. Name of school and class, school address and phone number. Don't forget to attach your review. 
and be sure to check out the top tips for writing the ultimate film review at www.listeningislearning.org/get-involved-events-and-contests.html. Two, call for nominations for the third annual ADP Awards 2011. Who are the folks who enhance your lives by providing audio description? The ACB wants to provide them with the acknowledgement they deserve. Application categories. This year's ADP awards include a call for nominations in six categories: achievement in audio description, media; achievement in audio description, performing arts; achievement in audio description, museums; achievement in audio description. International. Dr. Margaret Fansteel Memorial Achievement Award in Audio Description, Research and Development. Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description. The call for nominations ends on Monday, June twenty-fourth, two thousand eleven, with winners announced during a plenary session of the ACB Conference and Convention, July eighth to sixteenth, two thousand eleven, in Reno. Nomination material, criteria, and more information follows, and is also available at www.acb.org/adp. Criteria for selection of recipients. The achievement awards are made to individuals for outstanding contributions to the establishment and/or continued development of significant audio description programs in each of three areas: media, performing arts, and museums. The Dr. Margaret Fansteel Memorial Achievement Award for Research and Development is made to an individual or organization for outstanding published research that leads to the advance of audio description. The Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description has been established as a tribute to the late Barry Levine, the highly respected moderator of the Audio Description Listserv, administered by the American Council of the Blind. Barry was not only an avid description user in both media and performing arts; he served so many others as the president of Audio Description International. He was a trusted friend and valued mentor. When he passed away suddenly in May 2009, the nation lost a forceful and impressive advocate for audio description. The Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description recognizes an individual for outstanding contributions to the field of audio description over an extended period of time, leading, inspiring, or providing significant service to others. How to nominate? We urge you to recognize someone who has contributed significantly to the growth of audio description. Submitting a nomination is easy; it's a three-step process. One, tell us about the nominee. Two, tell us about yourself. Three, support your nomination. Fill out the form below, or make your nomination online at acbadp.wufo.com/forms/2011-audio-description-project. Hyphen awards slash nomination form, 2011 annual audio description project awards. You may submit as many nominations as you wish. One nomination per form. 
Self-nominations are permitted. Deadline for nominations, June 24, 2011. Submit your nominations to chris at baiareadigital.us or to Christopher Gray, 870 Market Street, Suite 653, San Francisco, California, 94102. A. Tell us about the nominee. Award for which you're making a nomination. Choose one. Achievement in audio description, media. Achievement in audio description, performing arts. Achievement in audio description, museums. Achievement in audio description, international. Dr. Margaret R. Fansteel Achievement Award in Audio Description, Research and Development. Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description. Name of Nominee. Email. Street Address. City, State, Zip. Phone. Fax. B. Tell us about yourself. Your name. Email. Street address. City, state, zip. Phone. Fax. C. Support your nomination. For achievements awards in media, performing arts, or museums, attach a statement of 350 words or less that illustrates how your nominee has made outstanding contributions to the establishment and or continued development of significant audio description programs in media, performing arts, or museums. For the Dr. Margaret R. Fansteel Achievement Award in Research and Development, attach a statement of 350 words or less that illustrates how your nominee has conducted outstanding published research that has led to the advance of audio description. For the Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description, attach a statement of 350 words or less that illustrates how your nominee has made outstanding contributions to the field of audio description over an extended period of time, leading, inspiring, or providing significant service to others. 3. The American Council of the Blind, Audio Description Project's Audio Description Institute. July 14-16-2011 In conjunction with ACB's 2011 Annual Conference and Convention at the John Esquaga Nugget Hotel Resort Casino, July 14-16-2011, Reno, Nevada. The signing of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act has spawned a virtual cottage industry for the development of description for broadcast television. Be a part of it. Who should attend? Anyone interested in working as freelance description writers for broadcast television, working as a describer in a local performing arts program, working as a describer for visual art exhibitions, experienced audio describers desiring an updated refresher course. Note. Freelance writers for broadcast television projects can often be based anywhere in the world. Computer equipment capable of accommodating high-speed downloads is a must. Topics include 1. Audio Description History and Theory 2. The Four Fundamentals of Audio Description 3. Active Seeing Visual Literacy Developing Skills in Concentration and Observation 4. 
the art of editing what you see. 5. Vivid language, the visual made verbal, trademark. 6. Speak the speech, I pray you. Using the spoken word to make meaning. Program. The interactive sessions, limited use of lecture, questions, discussion throughout, generous use of media, and individual and group writing exercises are designed to provide immediate feedback and give and take, allowing for adaptation according to a sense of participants' grasp of the material. In addition, experienced users of description are a part of the Institute's faculty, providing an important perspective throughout the sessions. This three day intensive program will begin at 8 30 a.m. on Thursday, July 14, 2011, and conclude at 4 p.m. on Saturday, July 16, 2011. Participation is strictly limited. The Institute will issue certificates to all successful participants confirming completion of this professional description training program. Cost $420. Includes a Saturday luncheon and registration for the ACB 2011 conference and convention. Lodging. You can make reservations by calling the Nugget at 1-800-648-1177. Be sure to tell the reservationist that you are with the American Council of the Blind, group code GBLIND, in order to receive the conference rate and count as a conference attendee. Rates are $87 per night for single double. Add $10 per each additional person in the room. Rates do not include 13.5% tax. To apply, visit the ACB website, www.acb.org, to apply online, or contact Joel Snyder at jsnyder at acb.org, or 202 467 5083. A long journey begins with a single step. By Dan Dillon. The first and most important step in joining in the third annual ACB Walk Run is to sign up. For computer users, sign up at www.acbwalk.com. If you prefer to do it by phone, you can call either Donna Brown at 304 822-4679 or Rebecca Bridges at 703-527-1175 and either of these walk committee members will fill out the sign-up form for you. With either option, you can pay the $25 registration fee with your credit card. You will be given helpful information for seeking pledges to support your participation in the walk. Obtaining pledges is a vital part of making the ACB walk run a success whether you are literally walking, running in Reno, or participating as a virtual walker to show your much needed support of ACB. All participants will receive a beautiful tote bag commemorating ACB's 50th anniversary. There will be special drawings. For every $100 an individual or team raises in pledges, the name will go into a drawing for a prize. Since ACB is celebrating its 50th anniversary, for each individual or team that collects 50 pledges overall, no matter how great or small the pledge, the name will be entered into another drawing. Note All pledge money must be received in the Minnesota office at 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430, by June 30th, to be calculated for the drawings and other awards.
be sure to include the name of the participant and his/her affiliate with each envelope of pledge checks mailed. And you may also encourage your pledgers to utilize the online option to pay by credit card too. The Striding for Gold in the Silver State Third Annual ACB Walk Run will take place on Sunday morning, July 10th, at 7 a.m., with buses departing the hotel at 6:30 a.m. The anticipated return time to the hotel will be between 9 and 9:30 a.m. Join today and get underway for the grand finish line. Striding for Gold in the Silver State, by Ron Milliman. Wow, where did the year go? Here it is time for our 2011 ACB National Conference and Convention already. As you know, the theme this year for our walk runathon is Striding for Gold in the Silver State, and we encourage everyone to register for and participate in it this year. But there is another big step you can take to help yourself and all of us in ACB too. That big step is to join the ACB Monthly Monetary Support Program, better known as the MMS program. If you already participate, we greatly appreciate your support. We also encourage you to increase the amount of your contributions. It is often said, nobody does anything unless there is something in it for them. So, if you join the MMS program, or if you increase the amount of your contributions, what is in it for you? Why should you want to join or increase your participation? ACB exists exclusively to assist blind and low vision people. To achieve its mission and goals, it has to hire and maintain a staff of people. These people are working for us. Would you expect all of our vital staff, like our executive director Melanie Bronson and the people that work with her in our Arlington office, to work for nothing? Would you expect all of our staff? Like our chief financial officer Lane Waters and the people that work with him in our Minnesota office to work for nothing, they work for us and they rightfully expect to be paid a fair wage for their hard work. Wouldn't you? Obviously, you receive the Braille Forum since you are reading this article. Think of all the really interesting and valuable information you get from reading this publication. It costs a great deal of money to publish this magazine each month. Isn't it worth supporting? End of side two. Side three, the Braille Forum, volume forty-nine, June two thousand eleven, number twelve. This side contains affiliate news, convention sneak preview, helping ACB celebrate its fiftieth anniversary with an international flavor, gold digging auction, going green for ACB, two thousand eleven ACB membership seminar, high tech swap shop. Continuing with "Striding for Gold in the Silver State" by Ron Milliman. Are you receiving SSI or SSDI? ACB has fought long and hard to achieve increases in these benefits for you, to maintain the blind tax deduction for those who can benefit from it. We have access to ATM devices, and we now have accessible voting machines in most states, largely thanks to the efforts of ACB. You can get information from the SSA and other government entities in an accessible format now because of ACB's efforts. Soon you will have accessible paper currency, almost entirely the results of ACB's persistence and willingness to take on the federal government. I could go on and on, but you get the idea. Now, isn't ACB worth supporting?
Soon, many of us will be striding for gold in the Silver State at the 2011 National Conference and Convention, a gathering we benefit from in numerous ways: good fellowship, sharing ideas, being able to see a huge array of accessible products and devices, and much more. It requires an enormous amount of money each year to put on such a gathering. We all benefit from our conference and convention, both directly and indirectly, in many ways. Isn't this too worth supporting? So I am asking all of you to step up and support the ACB by joining the MMS program, and if you already participate, I am asking you to step up and increase your contributions. Again this year, everyone who has either joined the MMS program since last year's conference and convention, or who increased their monthly contributions by at least five dollars per month, will be included in a drawing for some really great prizes, like a touch memo. Similar to the pen friend, but it includes a rechargeable battery and washable labels. You can join the MMS program or increase the amount of your contributions by going to the ACB website www.acb.org. Or if you are coming to the conference and convention in Reno, we will have a table set up where you can join. It will be on the second floor of the hotel. Of course, you can contact me by email at r. M I L L I M A N at i n s i g h t b b dot com, or call two seven zero seven eight two nine three two five, and I will assist you. See you in Reno. Affiliate news, convention sneak preview, calling all radio amateurs. The American Council of Blind Radio Amateurs (ACBRA) invites you to hang out with fellow hams this summer at the ACB conference and convention in Reno. If you're not a ham, here's your chance to discover what the hobby is all about. Throughout the week, we'll meet informally on 147.48 megahertz simplex, so be sure to bring your HT. On Thursday, July 14th, we'll hold our annual business meeting from 1:15 to 2:30. See the convention program for the exact location. Once again this year, a lucky ham will win an Osheng dual-band handheld transceiver. So make sure you buy at least one ticket so you can be eligible to participate in the drawing. You don't have to be an ACBRA member to buy a ticket, but you will need a valid amateur call. The winner will be announced at our Thursday afternoon meeting, but you don't have to be present to win. We look forward to seeing you this summer in Reno. Bits Convention Bites. You won't want to miss the Bits program at ACB's 50th anniversary convention celebration. Sunday morning's opening session will feature Computers: The Present and the Future, which system is right for you, presented by Tom Jones, Renee Zelikson, Steve Holmes, and Richard Villa, using PDF. Advocating for enhanced accessibility, Pete Devasto, accessibility engineer from Adobe Systems, and the Bits Vendor Showcase. Monday afternoon will feature cloud computing, how it is used in a business environment. Presented by Matthew Via, applications architect from Twentieth Century Fox, and accessible cloud computing for consumers and IT professionals. Presented by Ricky Enger, executive team. Saratech. Our Tuesday luncheon speaker will be Kelly Ford, senior lead software design engineer for Microsoft, 
who will tell us about social networking, your user settings, and best practices for security. Select the Bits package on your convention registration form, and you will receive your Bits registration, a ticket to hospitality, bites with Bits on Monday evening, a ticket to the Bits luncheon, and a chance to win an iPad too. Got low vision? The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International (CCLVI) would like to share some of the highlights of its 2011 convention program. Sunday, July 10th at 4 p.m. CCLVI Mixer, an afternoon of fun, food, friendship, and door prizes. Catch up with old friends and make new ones. Meet this year's scholarship winners and learn what we have in store for the rest of the convention. Monday, July 11th at 7 p.m. Take me out to the ball game, a new twist on an old favorite. Kathy Casey and Richard Retta co-host this fun-filled evening of trivia, trivia, and more trivia, and prizes. We'll cover a wide variety of topics, including but not limited to sports, music, and general knowledge. And we'll serve up some ballpark favorites: hot dogs with toppings, freshly popped popcorn. Ice cream bars, bubble gum, and assorted soft drinks. Wednesday, July thirteenth at one fifteen p.m. Going Blind, CCLVI is proud to present the film Going Blind, coming out of the dark about vision loss. Join us as we screen an audio-described version of the film that is being talked about across the country. Both educational and thought-provoking. This film presents a view of vision loss as seen from a variety of perspectives. Please stay with us after the film for a lively discussion and door prizes. Piano tuners returning to convention. Piano technicians from around the country will be attending the ACB convention in Reno this summer to take advantage of the learning opportunities with IVE, Independent Visually Impaired Enterprises. Along with the IV business activities, panels, and discussions, you will find piano technicians all week at a booth in the exhibit hall who are ready to answer your questions about pianos, hand out piano technology information, and promote the viable profession of piano tuning. Information will also be located in your convention program and in the daily newspaper, letting you know our schedule for our special planned classroom introduction. For years. Blind people have gravitated away from the piano tuning profession into computer and tech fields. Proportionally, the sighted piano technician population has increased. Only one percent of the piano technicians guild members are visually impaired. Our goal is to alert visually impaired people that piano tuning is still a very profitable and viable business, especially if you figure the hourly income. There are some technicians that work only a few hours a week and bring home three thousand dollars a month. Tuning is not just for the sighted. Several of us would like to start a piano technicians chapter within Ivy. Whether you are a part-time or full-time piano technician, please come and join the group. Your participation will encourage a chapter which will promote the profession of piano technology and jobs for the blind. For more information concerning piano tuning and technology, and our activities at the convention, please call Lauren Buntmeyer at seven eight five. Eight four two one three seven zero, or send email to l b u n t e m e y e r at k u dot e d u. Please note in subject line, 
tuning ACB convention. RSVA celebrates 75 years of excellence. This year's theme is 75 years of excellence. RSVA starts its activities on Saturday, July 9th, with its pre-convention board meeting at 3 p.m. On Sunday, July 10th, we have a full day of programs. The schedule includes a welcome from Dan Sippel, RSVA president, a panel focusing on roadside rest area issues, moderated by Roy Harmon, and a Randolph Shepard update given by Daniel B. Fry, J.D., Management and Program Specialist, Randolph Shepard Programs, RSA. Don Turco, Senior Vice President of the Hadley School for the Blind, will discuss Hadley School for the Blind courses for entrepreneurs. Networking opportunities for vendors will be the next topic. RSVA is redoing its constitution and bylaws. It will be read on Sunday and voted on at the business meeting Monday. A national buying program update will be given before breaking for lunch. RSVA is again sponsoring the NABS Scholarship Luncheon and invites all to purchase tickets for this great way to meet scholarship winners. A What's Happening in BEP panel of vendors will follow lunch. We hope vendors from Nevada and elsewhere will update participants on their activities. Our next panel will focus on new technologies such as the iPad, iPhone, and Intel Reader. The next topic, RSA Updates, will be covered by Suzanne Mitchell, VR Program Specialist, RSA. Our last program of the day will be a discussion on the latest Social Security initiatives. RSVA will hold an open mixer immediately following the Sunday night ACB session in the RSVA suite for those purchasing tickets. On Monday, July 11th, RSVA will hold its awards luncheon. The RSVA business meeting will follow the luncheon. The RSVA annual auction will be held Monday evening and is free for all to attend. A cash bar will be provided. We encourage all to stay and join us for our karaoke night as well. On Tuesday, July 12th, there will be an RSVA affiliate presidents and board lunch in the RSVA suite. Tennessee Convention in Nashville The Tennessee Council of the Blind will hold its annual convention August 26th to 28th at the Comfort Suites, 2521 Elm Hill Pike in Nashville. Room rates are $79 for a king suite and $89 for doubles, plus tax, per night. This includes a deluxe continental breakfast each morning. There is complimentary shuttle service to and from the airport. Join us for a weekend filled with informative presentations, hands-on exhibits, a live auction, fun, good food, and a heapin' helping of Southern hospitality. For more information, call Dan Dillon at 615-874-1223 or email him at dan.dillon at comcast.net. Y'all come! Helping ACB celebrate its 50th anniversary with an international flavor. Given that it is ACB's 50th birthday, ACB's Committee on International Relations has a wonderful lineup of programs on tap this summer. We will begin our lineup by collaborating with the Rehabilitation Issues Task Force on Monday, July 11th at 4.15 p.m. The panel, entitled Rehabilitation Around the World, will feature some of our international guests, such as Dr. Francisco Lima from Brazil. 
Dr. Lima brings a great deal of knowledge to the table. The panel will also include several other special guests who will share with us what vocational rehabilitation is like in other parts of the world. On Tuesday, July 12th at 4:15 p.m., we hope that you will join us in order to learn more about the ACB Road Scholar trip to Madrid. We anticipate having a representative from Road Scholar at convention. You will have an opportunity to get more information about the trip, which is scheduled for April 2012, as well as have all of your questions answered. Finally, on Tuesday at 5:45 p.m., we will once again be featuring our extremely popular voices from around the world. This is your opportunity to meet our international guests. As of this writing, the countries which will be represented are Australia, Brazil, England, Sri Lanka, and Mexico. Although more will surely be added to the list, please join us in making this reception an especially great one for ACB's 50th birthday. I look forward to seeing everyone in Reno. Gold Digging Auction, Going Green for ACB. The June 30th auction donation deadline is quickly approaching for the Gold Digging Auction to be held Wednesday, July 13th, at ACB's Golden Anniversary Convention. You can bid on great vacation getaways to Cancun and the Florida Keys. High-tech bargains await the lucky bidders, such as Humanware's 18-cell Apex. There will be Black Hills gold jewelry and uniquely handcrafted merchandise, which will include Native American dreamcatchers. The famous ACB quilt will be sold to the highest bidder. This quilt is truly a work of art and captures important history of ACB. There will be celebrity auctioneers and item describers for your information and entertainment. Best of all, the proceeds help ensure that ACB can continue to provide its outstanding programs. Which makes this an event you won't want to miss, from food, sports memorabilia to technology, vacations to incredible gifts for friends and family. There's something for everyone. We're relying on you, both affiliates and individuals, to provide donations for the auction, and we ask you to continue your outstanding support of this event. If you or your affiliate will be donating something to the auction, please provide information about the item. Including a brief description and approximate dollar value, to Eunice Ketterling by June 30th. You may provide her with this information by mail at 301 West Fifth Street, Botano, North Dakota 58318, by email at e u n i c e k e t t e r l i n g at gmail dot com, or by phone at 701. Eight seven one one four four five. If you choose not to bring your item to the convention, you may send it to Carol Ewing at the following address: Carol Ann Ewing, ACB, Mir Mir's Cafe, ten o one East Ninth Street, Building C one twenty, Reno, Nevada eight nine five one two. Phone seven zero two five two four eight four four four. Please join us to dig for gold and provide lots of green for ACB. 2011 ACB Membership Seminar. The membership committee will present its annual seminar on Thursday, July 14th, from 2:45 to 4 p.m. The title of the seminar is "Exploring How Affiliates Can Reach New Members." Panel discussion topics will be how affiliates use social networking. 
and how affiliates can support students to attend national conventions. We will introduce the two affiliates that won the ACB Affiliate Growth Awards and give door prizes. We encourage each affiliate to send at least one representative to attend the seminar. Handouts will be available. Tips to retain members. At our April ACB membership focus call, we had many participants. Several themes were developed: helping members to feel needed and wanted, communicating with members, and finding ways to attract and retain members of all ages. Most thought that members stay active if they are involved in the chapter or affiliate. It was suggested that members be requested to assist the chapter in some way, a small task at first. Some possibilities were handling the birthday list, monthly telephone calls to members, writing regular newsletter, plan social events, social fundraising, circulating profile of members, participating on committees, establish mentoring or buddy system. Another theme was the importance of communicating with members. Each chapter should have an updated membership roster that can be shared with members, so they can keep in touch outside of meetings. Rosters should include each member's address, phone number, and email address. Each member could decide what information to share. Many chapters have an email list to share information. It can either be an announcement list or one that allows members to email all on the list when they choose. A phone tree company can be used for leaving automatic phone messages to remind members of meetings or special events. A couple of systems that could be used are www.onecallnow.com or www.callingpost.com. These are based on the number of calls made and/or whether you pay for an unlimited plan for calls. Another system, www.simplevoicebox.com. Allows you to have a voice mailbox that members can call to receive updated information and leave a message as well. A chapter could also choose to have communication partners that send a written notice to members before each meeting. After a member has missed one or two meetings, someone could be assigned to call those missing. Another suggestion was to create an annual calendar listing monthly meetings, Christmas parties, and fundraising events. If events are arranged during the year. You might have to circulate new ones. Another idea was to record meetings for those unable to attend a regular meeting. Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter are social networks that chapters and affiliates could use to keep people in touch with one another, as well as a way to reach younger members. It is often hard to find ways to attract and retain members of all ages. A mentoring program for new members might keep members from leaving your chapter. Initially, a member could be assigned to act as a buddy to a new member. Often, it is the relationship building that keeps people coming. One chapter has developed a friendship network that helps members get to know each other. Each member is asked to submit a profile that can be used to introduce people of like interests to one another. Some activities that might retain or draw members are having a monthly fifty-fifty raffle, audio-described theater gatherings, casino night. Anniversary picnic, sporting events, leadership training, how-to sessions, or an entrepreneurship roundtable. One chapter has a member who creates cute names to be used for the fifty-fifty raffle, rather than numbered tickets, spring plants, holiday themes, or other like names, birds or trees. Our quarterly membership focus calls allow all of us to share our ideas with one another. 
please urge your affiliate to have someone participate in our next focus call. If your affiliate has any membership-related issue, please contact someone on the ACB membership committee. High Tech Swap Shop For sale Freedom Scientific Focus 80 Braille Display Hardly Used Comes with Keyboard, Laptop Stand Carrying Bag Manual and USB Cable Asking $2,500 or Best Offer Contact Dave at dvm975 at gmail.com For Sale 40 Cell Refreshable Braille Display In Good Condition Comes with all cables. Asking $25. Call Steve at 704-531-6878 or 704-661-0905 or send email to larmontgome at b-e-l-l-s-o-u-t-h dot net. For Sale VoiceSense note-taker with sense navigation, asking $2,000 or best offer. Used very little. Contact Don via email, donald801 at cox.net, or call 405-470-6581. ACB Officers President, Mitch Pomerantz. 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. First Vice President, Kim Charlson, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. Second Vice President, Brenda Dillon, 313 Overridge Cove, Hermitage, Tennessee, 37076. Secretary, Marlena Lieberg, 632 South 189th Street, Burien, Washington, 98148. Treasurer, Mike Gadino, 104 Tilrose Avenue, Malvern, New York, 11565-2024. Immediate Past President, Christopher Gray, 94 Ramona Avenue, San Francisco, California, 94103. ACB Board of Directors Ray Campbell, Glen Ellen, Illinois. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Janet Dickelman, St. Paul, Minnesota. Marcia Farrow, Somerville, Georgia. Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Billy Jean Keith, Arlington, Virginia. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. David Trott, Talladega, Alabama. Ex officio, Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Board of Publications. Paul Edwards, Chairman, Miami, Florida. Marcia Dresser, Reading, Massachusetts. Judy Jackson, Austin, Texas. Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Ken Stewart, Warwick, New York. Ex officios, Ron Milliman, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts.
End of side 3.